episode is about how to find a massage therapist that is right for you. This is Open House Podcast with James Tatum. This podcast is mostly focused around uh, conversations in the gym. You know, anything from massage therapy, training methods, uh, technique, and other odd topics. Uh, So make sure you subscribe, uh, leave a review, whatever your platform lets you do, whatever you're listening to on. uh, That would be greatly appreciated. So getting right into it, finding the right massage therapist for you. You know, this can be kind of tricky. A lot of people, what they do is they'll go get a massage and they'll just go to Massage Envy or Hand and Stone or whatever the, the chain massage therapy places are. And they'll just get the first one that's available. And they're like, oh, yeah, look, whatever, that'll work. And then they get a terrible massage. And then they're just kind of discouraged and they're like, oh, I don't want to spend this much money because you're still spending. I think it's $90 or something like that because you're, you're, you know, you're paying your an hour for the massage and then you have to tip and then it's only 50 minutes and it can be discouraging and you just kind of like oh what was the point of that I just spent this money and didn't get a good massage the thing to know is that a lot of times you know those chains are just going to be hiring somebody right out of school that is learning how to become a better massage therapist so you don't really know exactly what you're going to get when you go there but the thing that you have to do to find the right massage therapist is you have to be ready to spend that money to try a variety of different massage therapists to find the right one that's for you. So that might even mean you just go to that chain store, that chain massage therapy, massage, geez, I can't even say massage therapy. You go to that chain massage therapy place and you try out all of the different therapists there. You know, you might find that one therapist is harder to get scheduled in with, and you might find that they're the best. And then you realize why they're the best. They might have been there longer. They've built up their clientele. They're pretty stable, and they're harder to get an appointment with. But it's important to wait and just get on that appointment. Get on the appointment a month out just so you can see if that person's right for you, and you just need to make the point to schedule with them and try to find a, you know, go around, try the different therapists. There might be a, uh, you know, there might be a kid right out of school That is really good, and he's just not booked yet. And that's the other thing, too. If you have a female massage therapist that's good, they're going to be hard to get in appointment with because female massage therapists are much in much higher demand than male massage therapists. So you'll probably, if you find a good male massage therapist, it'll probably be easier to get on the schedule. You know, that's just the way it is, you know, the the nature of um, massage therapy. You know, a lot of people just don't like a, uh, I don't like a dude giving me a massage. That's weird. Yeah, or, you know, on the other side, if it's a female, uh, getting a massage is just like, ah, that's kind of weird. I get this creepy feeling getting a massage from a guy, which, you know, they're uh, in the United States. They tend to be better and better about that. They've really kind of cracked down after some, uh, you know, a lot of major issues with that in the massage therapy field. And it's a it's a health, uh, you know, I don't know exactly know how it works. It's different in each state. So, you know, depending on where you're listening to. You know, these rules might not be the same, but, you know, you get, you get in some deep shit if you're a, a massage therapist and you're, uh, you're doing some shady stuff and you're going to lose your license. So if you get a massage and they're doing some weird stuff, make sure you report them. You know, that's, it's just simple as that. And then, uh, then they won't do that to anyone else, which is important. So back to finding the right massage therapist, if you're not completely turned off after that statement. Uh, you got to go and you got to try a bunch of these different therapists and see which one's right for you. 
I think that's going to be the biggest thing. You just almost have to expect to spend. You know, let's say it's um, let's say it's let's just round up. You're getting an hour and a half massage. Let's say it's a hundred dollars to massage. You want to try out. You know, over a course of of a year, maybe you're getting them once a month. You know, spend about a thousand dollars. You know, expect to pay that. Trying to find the right massage therapist. You might find it on, you know, massage number one. You know, you might find it on massage number five. You might not find anybody. You're still getting massages. You're getting a benefit, but you still have to kind of fork out that money to find the right one. So it gets um, it gets kind of hard. But when you find that right massage therapist, it makes a huge difference because you'll find that uh, they've got the right hands for you. And then the more that you work with them, the more they get to know you because they write their notes after every massage. They call them soap notes. And they're going to write down notes and they're going to see how you respond to certain things. And then they'll take note of it and then they'll get better working on you as an individual the more you work with them. So... If you find a, you know, find a massage therapist, stick with them for, you know, a good while. And then if you really find a good one, you know, make sure you stick with them a long time. And you know what the other thing is? Make sure you refer them out because uh, that's the other thing. Uh, I don't I don't know how, I don't know, I don't remember what the percentage is, but there is a very high percentage of massage therapists that just get out of the field really early. I think, I don't know. I yeah, I'm not going to be shouting off all these random percentages, but the amount of massage therapists that renew their massage therapy license twice, you know, like after four years because they get renewed every two years, is like surprisingly high. That's why massage schools do so well. They're always getting new massage therapists in, but, you know, only a few of them really stick around. So that's the other thing. You might want to look for somebody that's been doing massage for a couple years, you know, if they've been doing massage for like five or six years, you know, they're actually one of the senior massage therapists around. So, you know, look into them, see if they're, uh, if they're, you know, got any open spots and try them out. And by doing that, you're actually helping them out and you're helping yourself out if you have found that good massage therapist, because you're going to help keep them in business longer and you're going to have your massage therapist for a longer period of time. Because really, Massage therapy is a lot of work, and you know, um, a massage therapy's career really is not that long. It is really rough on your hands to do massage therapy. It, uh, the thumbs, you know, depending on the massage therapist's technique, but if they use their thumbs, you know, they got they got ten years tops, and then they're done. You know, they're just gonna have so much hand pain that they won't be around for a long time. If they use their fingertips and they use like correct uh, correct techniques, as far as um, techniques that are good for the longevity they can probably last around a lot a lot longer you know I even I don't do a lot of massage personally but I find myself using my thumbs still and I have to like correct myself and be like no I have to stop using my thumbs because I'm gonna I'm gonna destroy my thumbs you know like the the texter's thumb it's even worse for massage therapists so (laughs) you know you get a better feel with your thumb as a massage therapist but man your thumbs will start hurting so these people that are getting all these uh, these thumb surgeries from texting too much is like even worse for massage therapists. You know, I think I've heard that like uh, people who cut hair by my uh, cosmetologist, I guess that's what they're called. I, you know, my sister used to do that. You know, that was what she would complain about is just hands, you know, always cutting with scissors. Uh, so sorry, that was a little bit of an, an aside. So, a couple other things to find your good massage therapist. 
you know, you try out a variety of different ones. If you find the good one, you stick with it for a long time and you refer them out to a lot of people so that they can stay in business longer so you have your massage therapist for a longer period of time. And you try them out multiple times and they will get to know you better as a person and what you respond to and you'll start getting a better massage. So on that point, make sure you give a lot of feedback. You know, it might seem kind of weird and you might be like, oh, this massage therapist knows what they're doing. I don't need to give feedback. The more feedback you give, even with the best massage therapist out there, the better your massage will be. You can, you know, because you can feel like a massage therapist, they can feel like some trigger points and some tension. But they can't feel what you're feeling. So you need to make sure that you, like, let them know, like, hey, when you press at this point, this is directly what it feels like when I'm having pain here. You know, the massage therapist might be able to tell, like, oh, there's some tension here. Let's kind of work it out. But paint that full picture for them. Be like, all right, you're pressing right here. And let's just say it's somewhere on your on your shoulder blade. And it's just like, I feel that directly in the front of my shoulder where I've been having this pain when I'm doing snatches. Let them know because that will help put, put a full picture in mind. Because, like, there's these things called, like, referred pain and... So if you press on a muscle in the back of your shoulder, the infraspinatus, you know, that's the back of the shoulder, but it refers pain up to the front. And you start pressing there, and you're like, oh, I've got this pain in the front of my shoulder. You let them know, like, hey, you're pressing on the back, but I feel it in the front, and I've been having pain in the front of my shoulder when I'm doing these exercises. That'll give them an idea about, like, all right, that means you're referring pain from these external rotators and they'll kind of get a better uh, better course of action. Oh, I'm knocking over all my podcast stuff. Um, making a lot of noise. So make sure you give them feedback. You know, that, that one example I gave was actually not that great. But there's a lot of examples about different opportunities that you can give feedback. Even if it is something that you don't think is a great example, you know, perfect. You know, still give them feedback. You know, that the better you give feedback, the better massage you will get. So, how often should you get a massage? This is this is a tough one. So, the, this one comes into a few different things. It comes into budget. It comes into how much time you have. And it comes into scheduling with your massage therapist. All those are questions that you need to figure out on your own. Uh, the question that I can help you with is, uh, when I was in massage school, I went to massage school in 2016. I did my best in weightlifting during that time. You know, that's a little bit of anecdotal evidence, but I was getting massages every day when I was at massage school. I was at massage school for four days a week or something, getting massage work and giving massage work. And these were even massages from students who were not even licensed massage therapists yet, that they were just learning, so they weren't even that great. And I still had my best performances in weightlifting after that time just because I was getting consistent massage work. So there's something to be said about that. You know, there's definitely that that correlated real well with kind of where I was at as far as in the, you know, in the Olympic quad and what I was peaking for and all that. And my motivation was very high to do well in weightlifting. But massage definitely played a role in that. And to be honest, I have been slacking on getting massages myself. 
I need to uh, I need to practice what I'm preaching in this podcast and go find a good massage therapist and you know be willing to try quite quite a few and uh, so even me I'm you know I'm a massage therapist preaching about how to find the right massage therapist and I do not have a massage therapist that I go to personally so I need to get on this so how often should you get a massage you know budget wise at least once a month if you can you know if you can get them every week you know that would be awesome if you can if you can get them even more often yeah I don't know you, you might be running into a little bit of overkill but like even if you can get a massage once a week that would be you know that would be huge in your performance it would get crazy expensive but you know you can do it that often and still you know get a lot of benefit out of it and you might even want to do like a burst of massages you might want to do like a whole month where you get a massage every week and then after that you might uh slow down and just do it once a month and kind of do a maintenance thing well you know what now that i even said that um, and I'm drawing a blank on what it was called. Uh, it was like rolfing. Uh, it might not have been rolfing, but uh, there's a there's a progression of massages where it's 12 sessions, and each session will start at like a certain body part. And they'll literally spend an hour and a half on each of these body parts. And they'll kind of work out, and they'll do the whole body massage over 12 sessions of hour and a half massages and they'll really kind of progress and what the the goal of this style of massage is to address your posture and your structural one piece at a time you know it might start in one side one side of the hips and they'll work on that side of the hips depending on kind of where you're at let's say you have a desk job you know they might start off with the first hour and a half session on your stomach and you could spend an hour and a half getting a stomach massage if you've never gotten one you are missing out. You know, a lot of, you know, it's, it's almost kind of sad because a lot of therapists will not work on somebody's stomach because they feel uncomfortable. But getting a mas- stomach massage is crazy important to having good performance. You get, um, you get trigger points in your abdominals just like you get trigger points anywhere else. A lot of people think, oh, like I feel it behind my shoulder blades. You know, that's just where you feel it. And sometimes you don't feel these trigger points in your abdominals until someone like presses on it and gets a good trigger point in your abdominals and then you feel your back pain light up and then as they keep releasing that trigger point that back pain will like slowly start easing and then when you get up off the table you're like wow my back was not causing my back pain it was my abdominals and then the same thing after you know you go deeper into the abdominals you get into your psoas muscle which is literally a muscle that's attached to the inside of your spine and goes down into your leg. And it's one of the major hip flexors. So that one is a big, uh, you know, it's attached to the inside of your spine. So obviously that has a lot of influence with back pain too. So, you know, they might start that and they might spend the hour and a half. And then the next hour and a half, you'll be on your stomach and they'll spend the hour and a half on your hamstrings and glutes. You know, that might even be two hour and a half sessions because those are such big muscles. Uh, and so this idea is that, you know, each week, each week, they do a different body part until finally you've done this whole body massage over 12 sessions. So once a week, you know, you're looking at three months of taking three months of once a week body work to do a full body massage. And now, now think of this. Now you go to Massage Envy 
and you say, hey, I want a full body massage in one hour. Yeah, yeah, you're not getting a good massage. You know, they spend like five minutes on each body part. No, that's not going to do it. You know, if you're just trying to fall asleep or something, yeah, that might be all right. Uh, and there's some benefit to that if you want to relax and kind of get that uh, get that benefit, which I'm not going to lie, that's one of my favorite type massages is, you know, just getting a, um, you know, they call it a sweetest massage where you just kind of do it and you relax and you fall asleep. But if you're a weightlifter, you know, how much benefit is that really getting? You know, that's almost like a stress relief massage, not really a uh, going to help your performance significantly type massage. So that's the next thing about finding a massage therapist. Be willing to have them spend an hour and a half on one body part because that's when you really get that good work in there. That's when you really get kind of deep into these muscles and they kind of really get into the the nitty-gritty. You know, they... Let's say you're working on the hips. You know that you got to work on the the hips quite a bit for the, the the glute max to kind of relax. So then you can really get deep down into those deep hip rotators. You know the piriformis. You know those are the, that's the one that causes a lot of problems too with sciatica. And then all of the other deep hip rotators way down in like you know in the glutes they cause a lot of issues and if you got to you got to spend a long time to get in deep into the glutes and get them all released and it's the same thing with uh you know a couple other you know the shoulder girdle you know that you got to spend a long time like to say if you're working on your your pec minor you got to release that pec major which is that main muscle in the front before you can finally get into that pec minor muscle which causes a lot of issues for overhead athletes if you're having trouble getting the bar behind your head in a snatch or a jerk, chances are that pec minor is uh, one of the big contributing factors. And you've got to spend a long time to let the pec major open up and get released before they can really get in and work that pec minor really well. And you could spend, you know, 45 minutes per side, you know, working the, the pec major, the lat, the uh, serratus, and, you know, finally the you know, kind of getting deep into that whole front of the shoulder girdle, and then you do both fronts of the shoulder girdle, and then, boom, hour and a half, it's done. So, I mean, hour and a half is really the minimum that you want to go into a massage, because otherwise you're just not getting enough time to really get deep into those muscles. So we, uh, we've we gone over a few things, you know, how, to, how often to get a massage. Uh, you know, that's a pretty good system right there. If you're doing like 12 weeks in a row, once a week massage, and then after that, you just keep up your maintenance, and then maybe in a couple of years, you're like, oh, I'm having some pain again, and you just do like a refresher, and you might even do that same course again, or you might do something a little bit different. So these, uh, this next part kind of gets into the different types of massages. You know, I mentioned it earlier, you can get a Swedish massage, which is nice and relaxing. You know, I won't go into all of the difference, difference one, different ones, because there's a variety of them. There's a and I can't even remember all the names, but there's some like Hawaiian ones that are uh, that are pretty good and relaxing. You know, you can go, all, you see the the comedy of like the hot stone massages. I think it was the movie Grown Ups, where one of those guys in the movie Grown Ups was doing some comedy about, uh, you know, burning someone with hot stones. Uh, and it, that can happen. And if you can't tell, I'm like I'm not really into that type of massage. Uh, I'm more into, you know structural body work so that's the one that can really help correct posture uh and this is an important distinction 
So a lot of people go into a, a massage place and it's like, hey, I want a sports massage or a deep tissue. They're not quite the same. You know, that's a, it's a easy misconception. So a deep tissue or like structural body work is where you're kind of going in deep, getting deep into the muscle. And, you know, depending on the massage therapist technique, there's a variety of different ways that they can do this. But you are kind of correcting, you know, you're getting trigger points out, you're you're really changing the muscle and getting deep down in there. Okay, that was explained terribly. Let me let me use this as a as a contrast. Now, a sports massage, what a lot of people think they get deep tissue and sports massage mixed up because they think sport and they think strong and high pressure. A sports massage is actually more about getting you prepared for sport. So this is like a 15 or 20 minute massage that you would get right before you're about to go out and start training. So it's a lot of like superficial, meaning like close to the top of the skin. And there's a lot of like, if it's before, there might be a lot of like slapping and, you know, waking things up a lot of, uh, you know, there's this famous Russian technique and it almost looks like the guy's just slapping people, but it gets those muscles woken up and it gets it, gets the blood flowing and it gets, uh, gets you awake. I even do that to myself where I'll like, um, I'll slap my arms down the side of my arms and then I'll just slap myself all over the body, kind of, you know, three passes on each part of my body and each extremity. And that really kind of gets your body going. Uh, Qui Gong, I don't know what the name of that was. As you can tell, I'm terrible with remembering the names of these different massage uh, techniques. And then after like another sports massage post competition would be about like flushing you know that's about like you know you people see those like norma tech boots where they uh they they're compression boots and they increase circulation and you'll see like people doing them after races or something especially endurance sports are real popular and it just helps the blood flow out of the legs because those are the hardest parts for the to get circulation for the heart because they're so far away and they have to fight against gravity so this sports massage is going to do things like that after competition. It's going to be like flushing. It's going to get all of the, you know, make it easier to recover. You know, you help with the circulation coming back up and getting rid of waste from, you know, just the metabolism of the sport. So that, uh, like, you don't necessarily want to do deep tissue right before or right after which that's what sports massage is is what you do right before and after now deep tissue is something that you're going to do uh farther away from practice and training and competition and it's going to be more about correcting uh tension in muscles and letting things go letting the muscle relax letting telling the brain to let the muscle relax and a lot of that's going to come into play if you're especially if you're having pain or you want to correct posture, which most people need to correct posture. And when I say correct posture, that means like having the muscles relaxed as well as increasing the range of motion and being able to get into the correct positions of your sport. So to sum this up, one, try multiple therapists. Be willing to invest the money to go out there and spend the money to find the right therapist. You know, if you find the right one, stick with them. Uh, make a plan with them. You know, then you can uh, work on them. Maybe even like a burst of like once a week for a while, if you have the if you have the means to, 
and then eventually go to a month-to-month basis. I think that's a good plan if you're looking for a plan for massage therapy. Then let them work on one body part per session. Let them spend a long time, especially if you're getting structural body work. You know, if you're getting a different type of massage, like if you're getting, you know, the relaxing massage, maybe you just lay on your back for the relaxing massage. You know, let them spend the whole hour and a half of you laying that way. I don't know. Or if you're getting structural body work, let them spend a long time. You can even get massage therapy, massage sessions for like up to three hours. That gets a little crazy. I think the most I've done is two, two, two and a half hours. And uh, it was a little hard to lay there that long, but I felt really good after. The type of massage, you know, figure out what kind of massage you want. What are your goals of going to get a massage? If you just want to fall asleep on the table, you know, get the sweetest massage. If you want to, you know, be prepared right before competition, you know, get the sports massage. If you want to correct posture and decrease pain and kind of help the longevity of your training, I would suggest more of the structural balance type massage. And then once you find a good massage therapist, just stick with them. You know, refer them out, help them with their business because that's going to help them more. I know I I mentioned a lot of going to Massage Envy and things like that. But if you get into like, you know, a certain group, you can probably find somebody that's outside of Massage Envy. That's They're probably not great at marketing because they're spending all of their time giving massages. So you kind of have to look kind of hard for them, but you'll find somebody that's outside of chains that might even be able to come, you know, to a gym that you're working out at or come to your home and do massage therapy, or they might have their own office. Uh, So try out some of these like independent massage therapists and you might get some, you might find a really good one that way too. And then refer them out, you know, help them out in their business and they uh, and keep working with them, give them lots of feedback, and I think that's uh, those are all some good uh, things to get you set up to get a good massage therapist. So, speaking of massage therapists at my gym, House of Weightlifting, if you become a member, what we do is a lot of massage therapy and weightlifting together. So, we'll do weightlifting and be like, Hey, I got some pain here, you know, we'll just do some massage therapy, and it might even be just 10 minutes, then we'll get back up and we'll do some weightlifting. And it's kind of test and retest. I also do longer hour and a half sessions. I'm kind of limited on the amount of, uh, on my schedule of those. But if you're interested in working with me and you're in the Charlotte or Indian Line area, let me know and see if we can get you a good massage or I can point you in a direction for somebody that might work better for you. And that's the other thing about me is that I'm pretty open to that. I am not afraid to be like, hey, this person might be better for you. But if I think I can help you and it's working, we will definitely pursue getting, you know, trying to help and fix these issues that you're having and, you know, make your performance better. So that's all I got for you today. Thanks for listening. This is Open House with James Tatum. Make sure you review, like, anything else that uh, you can do to kind of help me promote this podcast. All right, later.